Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Health with Mary, episode 101, can we believe it, we are in triple figures. (laughs) It's amazing, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, episode 100, go and listen to that one, super nice roundup of everything that's happened, as well as just an appreciation for all of you, so go and listen to that if you haven't listened to that one. But today we're going to be talking about something a little bit more science related. We're going to be talking about a concept, well, a condition called metabolic syndrome. And you might have not actually heard about metabolic syndrome before. And I'm going to get into that today and why it's important, its prevalence and also how we can prevent and even maybe manage metabolic syndrome. So yeah, I hope you guys have had a wonderful week. I hope that you're having a brilliant day. This week and the past couple weeks have just felt like insane for some reason. I mean, it was a full moon yesterday, so that might have explained (laughs) everything that went on. Well, I'm recording this on Tuesday, so you guys won't be hearing this until Sunday, but that'll be long gone by then. But I hope you've had a wonderful, wonderful week. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast either, that me and Jacob are planning on climbing all 282 Minros, and if you're from Scotland, you'll probably know what that is. But if not, Minros are all the highest peaks in Scotland, so the highest mountains in Scotland, all above 3,000 feet. So, yeah, we've been doing that. We've, I think we're on like number six, but we're hoping so bad to get out again this week. But it's meant to be bad snow, which is very upsetting because. Um, as the mountains are so high there's such huge amount of snow coverage when there is snow and in winter months as well as the start of the year so even all the way through to April, May the snow can be really dangerous and I mean quite a lot of people die on the minerals every year I mean it isn't a huge amount but there you know people are put put themselves in danger on the minerals so we have to be very careful but it's so sad because we're really enjoying going up them and I think that maybe this week might not be working but keep in keep in touch with it because uh, you can follow me on Instagram as well if you're interested in mountain climbing or our journey with the minerals because I'm putting up all the different minerals and what they were like on my Instagram so go and follow me over there if you want to know more about that But without further ado, let's get into it. So what is metabolic syndrome? Have you heard this before? I don't know if it's that common, even though the condition is very common itself. So it's a combination of diabetes, insulin resistance, and as well, high blood pressure and obesity. So the way I would describe metabolic syndrome is it's kind of like a very pre-state of a lot of different conditions. So Obesity is usually in there or overweight or obesity as well as insulin resistance and high blood pressure. So you're not necessarily have developed, you know, diabetes, heart disease, all of these things yet. But metabolic syndrome is this kind of pre-state of conditions where you're having a lot of risk factors for heart disease, stroke or other conditions that may affect the blood vessels, which is a lot. So we've got Yeah, heart disease, stroke, we have a lot of type 2 diabetes, we have cancer, a lot of different risk factors that can cause these actual real conditions may be caused by the state of metabolic syndrome. And it's kind of where everything is not really functioning optimally and I would argue that majority of that is due to poor lifestyle factors, uh, poor diet 
uh, lack of physical activity, as well as all the other factors, a lot of the time obesity and overweight plays a huge role in the development of things like heart disease, stroke, diabetes. But metabolic syndrome, 100%, combines all those together. And obesity really is a massive risk factor for many different conditions. And when we have obesity, whether that is on a low, moderate scale or even severe, you are at a higher risk of developing lots of different conditions, particularly type 2 diabetes and heart disease. And these two conditions are super common uh, today. Um, Heart disease being the number one killer globally of people, which is absolutely petrifying as heart disease is mainly a westernised issue, issues that have been completely and utterly taken over by lack of physical activity, lack of movement and poor eating habits as well as loads of other factors like stress and lack of sleep and stuff like that. But really this metabolic syndrome is becoming more and more prevalent and it's something that we should be worrying about because I think there's a majority of people that aren't diagnosed with metabolic syndrome, yet it is very, very common and something that people might not know they have, which is really important. I mean, we have about 52% of the global population that are now obese or overweight, and that is 52% of the global population. Let me say that again, uh, which is huge. I mean, if you think about the amount of people that are malnourished, um, not just through obesity, but through physical lack of food in the world. It is absolutely huge. I mean, westernised populations equate for such a small percentage of that. And, you know, that is overweight and obesity is where they are prevalent. And that is huge. So, I mean, as we know, obesity is an epidemic. It is very prevalent today in a very scary way. Obesity, as, as health professionals, is like the main target of improvement. We're always trying to figure out ways to prevent obesity, manage obesity and reduce it in in general. And not to say that weight loss is always the answer, but when it comes to obesity and even, you know, moderately overweight and, and more, it is really important to reduce that weight. And I think people don't quite understand why the excess weight is so bad and the reason for that is because especially if it's around your middle so especially if you find that there's like a lot of fat that's developed in your middle section so really where your organs are this is called visceral fat and this fat that surrounds organs put pressure on your organs puts pressure on the functioning of your organs and can cause overall risk factors for these types of diseases and I've also read in a little bit literature don't quote me on this I've not read the full thing that something to do with obesity increases the volume of your brain and this has something to do with risk of death as well so I mean obesity is linked with pretty much every issue under the sun when it comes to wellness and usually obesity is people think that they're having too much food which means they're probably getting more nutrients, which may be the case for, and if you compare obesity to, you know, someone who may be anorexic or a very low weight, but it's actually called malnourishment on both extremes. So people who are anorexic maybe have eating disorders as well as people who just cannot eat in, in other countries, developing world countries, as well as people that are overweight and obese are also malnourished. So we have that two sides of the scale where malnourishment is a huge issue, not just for people who aren't eating enough, but for people that are eating far too much as well. 
But as I always say, obesity is a hugely multifactorial issue and one that cannot be solved with one one solution. There are so many different factors that influence whether or not someone is overweight or healthy weight or even underweight. So it's not really an answer to everything. But metabolic syndrome is hugely linked with obesity. And if you are someone who has a um, overweight or obese BMI, if you know that or if you know you're overweight, it might be worth going to get checked out for insulin resistance and as well as high blood pressure and all of those things because it is such a strong risk factor and maybe metabolic syndrome as well. But always consult the doctor on this before, you know, when you're talking about yourself, before you do anything related to changing diet, changing anything, changing medication especially. So one in four adults have metabolic syndrome in the UK, which is a pretty staggering figure. I mean, one in four, so, I mean, it's probably one in a family if you have, you know, four people in a family. That's pretty crazy. And we already know that it's hugely prevalent. We already know that these are the only the people that are diagnosed with metabolic syndrome let alone the millions of people that probably have metabolic syndrome yet don't know they do. And I think it's because it's not a well-common, well-common, a well-known condition. It's not super common. Like, I think probably majority of you hearing this might not have heard of metabolic syndrome before. I mean, you may, you may have, but it's not something that's like frequently mentioned in media, frequently mentioned in the government or anything or in the news or anything like that. You're probably more hear heart disease, type 2 diabetes, obesity, stuff like that, but you won't hear metabolic syndrome as much. But I think metabolic syndrome is hugely important to, to focus on because it's a pre-state. So it's kind of, you've, you've got a large opportunity to act here because insulin resistance is hugely helped with diet and exercise so is high blood pressure and obesity so there's a lot of factors that if you just change small things about your lifestyle will hugely help bring those levels down and maybe even cure the metabolic syndrome but when you have type 2 diabetes or when you actually have heart disease or you know other conditions it's very difficult to reverse it it's very difficult to bring it back to healthy levels so when you're in this pre-state it's a really really good opportunity to make changes so you don't have to worry about developing these conditions later on in life particularly type 2 diabetes type 2 diabetes can be reversed but it's very difficult and remission has been seen in a lot of people that lose a lot of weight very very quickly Um, so remission is possible with type 2 diabetes it's just very difficult in comparison to the pre-state of insulin resistance and insulin resistance is a very prevalent issue I mean most people that aren't necessarily looking after their health are probably some level insulin resistant but that's hugely dependent on the individual and who they are on all those different factors but insulin resistance can be really easily fixed by reducing refined sugar intake as well as losing weight as well as eating more fruit and vegetables you know the list is endless you can really make a difference really quickly when it comes to these different like pre-states of metabolic syndrome so how do we prevent this from happening? How do we prevent metabolic syndrome? Or if you feel maybe you do have this, how do we manage it? How do we bring it down? I mean, there's probably a hundred million answers to this question. And I think that my if you listen to my podcast, you probably know quite a lot of it already because really there's nothing special. It's really being healthy and living a healthy lifestyle. So there's probably quite a few components to this. So nutrition, of course water having enough water 
sleep, of course, exercise and also um, stress management. So there's a quite a few elements to these and nutrition, I mean, breaking it down really simply, reducing processed foods and increasing whole plant foods as well as, you know, things like nuts, beans, lentils, legumes, as well as plenty of fruit and vegetables and whole grains. So swapping out things like refined grains and sweets, chocolate, all that stuff, crisps and, you know, replacing that with whole grains. Even making little swaps like that, so say even if you had an extra fruit or vegetable a day or you swapped out white bread for brown bread, that will make a difference. So even making small changes like that will seriously help with this pre-state and metabolic syndrome. They may also have water, which is obviously very, very important. I don't think it is stressed enough the importance of water. Basically, when it comes to water, every single function in our body requires water to work every chemical reaction everything i mean we've all heard it before we're like 70 percent water it's true we need to replace that water every day also helps with weight loss as well as reducing toxins in the body by flushing that out sometimes especially if you're someone who is actively trying to lose weight or has lost weight and you're still, you know, continuing that weight loss journey, please make sure you're drinking enough water because when your body utilises that fat for fuel, fat is a storage site for many different toxins. So you don't want to be releasing that out into the bloodstream and then not flushing it through with uh, water consumption. So really important that you're having enough water. But having two to three, maybe even four litres a day, depending on who you are, your size, your age, and how much activity you do, really, really important. And it's I feel like it's a simple one. You know, switch other drinks for water. Make sure you carry a water bottle around. Make sure you're drinking all the time. Simple as that. Make sure you're doing it. And massively help your skin, your hair, your overall well-being. Even energy and sleep, everything. So amazing. Next one we've got is sleep. I mean... If you are one of those people that really struggle with your sleep, I would really urge you to make it a priority to try and make your sleep better. And I usually don't, you know, say this so definitively, but sleep is the foundation of health, the foundation of well-being. If you're not getting enough sleep on a regular basis, that will be hugely impacting your wellness and also your risk factor for many different diseases as well as metabolic syndrome. And sleep deprivation really is any less than six hours a night, more four hours, so I'd say probably around the four or five hour mark, that is sleep deprivation. And if you're doing that repeatedly all the time, it's really, really problematic for your well-being. I mean, the, the most amount of sleep we should be getting is nine, minimum is seven. So if you're between that mark of seven to nine hours sleep, you're good but just try and make sure you're getting that sleep every single night but if you are someone who struggles with sleep and getting enough sleep I would urge you to make it a priority to deal with that and try and increase the amount of sleep that you're having. I do have a podcast about sleep and it's based on a book by, I can't remember his name now but absolute fascinating book. He's, I mean, researched sleep for years really important. If you want to read that book, go and listen to that podcast. I'll link it because it is so it's such a good podcast and I I think it's it's just an amazing topic. I wish I could do, I might even do an updated one because sleep is so critically important. Like I cannot stress that enough. So prioritise sleep before, you know, worrying about 
other things also just everything I can't even I could do 10 or podcasts about sleep then of course we have exercise it's really just about moving and as long as you're getting some sort of cardio some sort of weight training and some sort of like flexibility as well as just continuously moving all the time so you don't really want to spend like six hours of your day sitting down without moving you want to be up and about kicking about you know you don't want to be sitting for prolonged periods of time and I think that's probably the main one reducing sedentary behavior is huge just trying to get up get around move very very important as well as the the fact that you know recreationally exercising as well so making sure you're getting vigorous activity through cardio like running swimming walking uphill probably not just walking in general walking in general is fantastic I wouldn't I just wouldn't call it vigorous activity um then we also have things like resistance training so just anything that puts resistance on your bones muscles and joints so that would traditionally be going to the gym but you can do that in many different ways hugely important and also making sure that you're doing something that will help with flexibility and mobility so stretching yoga all that different type of stuff really really important and the government recommendation for exercise is 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity activity 75 minutes a week of vigorous so that's either or so you either need to do 75 minutes vigorous and 150 minutes moderate so that's either or and also two days of strength training really important that you're doing that and getting those minutes but I would say if you're not someone who recreationally exercises at all just start off with breaking those intensity minutes up and breaking those intensity (laughs) breaking those sedentary times up so breaking up the amount of time that you are sitting down really 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 important getting out for walks trying to get 10,000 steps a day is a really good goal to get you active hugely important and then of course we have sleep sleep I'm losing it. Stress management. That is hugely important as well. I mean, stress plagues the majority of us. I suffer with stress as well. Sometimes it is non-avoidable, but creating these mechanisms that help you cope with stress, like yoga, journaling, talking about your feelings, taking time off, not pushing yourself to do things that feel horrible to you. You know, obviously that is like very subjective, but I think it's really important not to just push on, evaluate how you feel, feel your emotions and try to manage stress, which a lot of the time isn't helpful advice at all. But it's like really the only way to go about it. It's like a long term solution. Stress is just a nightmare. But yes, that is really how to prevent, manage and metabolic syndrome, but mostly just how to be healthy. And I think if you want some more in-depth about each of these things, I have about 100 mil... I have 100 podcasts. I literally do have 100 podcasts all about these concepts. So have a scroll through if you want to have more deeper understanding of each thing, more of a summary. And there's also other, other elements to wellness as well. But these are critically important that we mainly focus on to make sure that we're preventing metabolic syndrome, we're preventing diabetes, heart disease, obesity, cancer, the works, and that we're going to live a happy, healthy life for longer. But I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you would like any help or advice regarding these things, um, please do get in contact with me. As you all know, I run my own business providing nutrition and fitness advice. So get in contact if you would like any help or support around this or any type of guidance in the right way. Or even if you want to know where you are currently with your wellness, I can do a food diary for you, see where you are with nutrients, all of that. 
just give me a message if you would like that but I really hope you enjoyed the podcast and I will speak to you all next week please do like share comment whatever you feel compelled to do it helps me out so much and make sure you follow me on where you listen to the podcasts thank you guys so much for listening and I will speak to you all next week bye